0: All right. So let's go ahead and jump into episode 12 of the rabbit hole show. uh, If you're ready,
1: I am. I'm trying to like Google how to fix this on Zoom while (laughs) I'm talking to you. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah. So if you figure it out while we're doing it, that'll be cool. But if not, we got your voice. Um, All right. So as always, it's Charles here and Casey is waving. He's behind the. Camera and mic tonight, and another guest. Our second, or I guess third guest, is an old friend, um, Catherine. And we, when did we meet? Seventh grade. Seventh grade, yeah. When I went Covenant Day, because I was at Carmel Middle over in um, Myers Park kind of area, South Park area, and ADD, or I didn't know of that at the time, struggling in school is something that was always on my mind and always a topic in the household, I feel like. And Mm -hmm. because I was, I would love to talk and it was hard for me to pay attention with 25 other kids in a classroom. I mean, the teachers were doing the best and it's a public school here in Charlotte. So I asked if we could look at other schools and there was a few incidences that happened there that my parents were like, okay, we want to pull them out. And looked at Carmel, Christian, uh, Charlotte Christian, Covenant Day, I think Providence Day. um, And I fell in love with Covenant Day. And that's, I guess that's where I met a lot of my friends still to this day, but um, our guest, Catherine. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Catherine, Um, where are you at now, kind of where you're from and because you're in Raleigh currently, right?
1: No, I actually I'm right. um, in Atlanta.
0: You're in Atlanta. Were mm-hmm. you in you're in Raleigh first? For college,
1: yeah, yeah. So I went to NC State, and I met you seventh grade. Stayed at CDS until about ninth grade, I think, and then I switched over to public school. (laughs) (laughs) The opposite of me. Yes, yeah. I started off in public school, and I really, really liked it. And when my mom Mm. put me back into private or into private, I was, I was ready to go back once high school. So how long were
0: you at Covenant Day?
1: Seventh through ninth grade.
0: Oh, so uh, only those two years. So that was your first year too.
1: Three, three years total. Yeah. No. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Wow. Sixth through ninth grade. I mean six Sixth <laughs> through ninth grade.
0: Okay, six. That's okay. I thought cause I thought you had been there a year prior.
1: Yeah, no, sixth grade. Because I left in the middle of elementary school to go to private school, which was off of Providence Road.
0: Okay. So how was I guess so you went where'd you go to public school again, you said?
1: So I went to RJ Cal after that. Um, okay.
0: Audrey Cal. Yep.
1: Yeah, met some awesome people, had a great oh, yeah. time, enjoyed the heck out of it. And then went to NC state. Um, Raleigh pack. was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Raleigh was very interesting. It was, a, it was kind of like, okay, so I think if I had stayed at covenant day, I probably would have been more prepared for college, honestly, but Leaving Covenant Day hey, the academics in public school were a little <laughs> less demanding so did isn't Yes, try they are. <laughs>
0: Cuz you have I a just, wide range of students in there yeah.
1: so Yeah. So it was a lot honestly, it was a lot. I mean, they still challenged me, yeah, but it was a lot yeah. easier to study. I could study two days before and be able to pass.
0: <laughs> oh, and I was at Covenant Day still studying the night before.
1: Oh, yeah. No, at Covenant Day, gosh, my mom had to get on me. We had this whole system down because it was it was a struggle for me to study. I had to have oh, flashcards done. Yeah. And I had to have this like little whiteboard that just sat in my lap and I would rewrite everything, everything over and over and over again.
0: Muscle memory. That helped. Yeah, That was uh, something I just always pushed back on my parents. I'm doing it. I got it. I got it mm-hmm. when really I was falling behind because uh-huh. of pride and and I did have ADD finally got tested for it, but I mean, that was a struggle and I went on the right medication and just, yeah, I never took an honors course. Like they never, they never allowed me to, which, <laughs> I mean, it's funny now, but oh like, at the time <laughs> uh, there's a history, I think it was American history maybe or something. U.S. I, history. U.S. See, I, <laughs> um, I love, I love history and I knew I could take it. And yep. Cause I got in the regular class, I was, I got like a B or something. I don't know, but I was like, I want to be challenged a little more. I can do this. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really going to put my mind to this. And they were like, no, like, we just don't have faith in you. I think, I mean, that's not what they said. And, but I kind of took it at that at that time. I was like, I was like, that's BS. Like, really? I can do this.
1: Right. Um, They didn't show, you know, support for that. Correct. Kind of you know, made you go down a rabbit hole in itself with your thoughts on that one?
0: Oh, definitely. And in college, I never really it was tough to find a major. And I bounced around a bunch and then I finally just settled on one that would get me out in four and a half years and was going to be the easiest. And, you know, at the time, I was just wanted a piece of paper and to have fun in college, right? honestly, because I didn't know what I wanted to do post-college and up until recently was always struggling with what do i want to do not necessarily what do i want to do cuz i always was like what do i want to do but what's going to make me the most money what's going to make me look the best mm-hmm. and that was kind of my mindset
1: well let's let's look at how we've so. we've been groomed growing up our parents probably both wanted you know better than what they had for themselves my mom i always know pushed me into the corporate world and it's been a struggle for me to do that. And I'm sure it was a struggle for you to kind of, I don't know, I look at all of our our friends and see where they're at and see what kind of professional jobs they have. And it's taken me a long time to get to where I am in my professional career as well. And it's mm-hmm. it's been a struggle. You know, we both have that in common uh, for sure. We've never yeah, really definitely. landed on something.
0: Yeah. And, I, and I've up until um, I, my last job, I've been fired from every job. Me too. And, and that, and that like was a dagger in the heart every time. Yes.
1: It and, hurts so bad.
0: And then put on top of like relationships with girls, I had been dumped or felt like I had been dumped every time. So that was another dagger. So it was, to me, it was just always failure after failure. Like, okay, I'm never going to become anything. I'm always going to be struggling because I didn't yeah. know, like I was trying to be the person that I financially couldn't be at the time, didn't. And we had at the time, and yeah,
1: we had all those influences of you know when we were younger and we thought about older pe- older people. Like at twenty five, I thought I was gonna you know have two hundred thousand dollars in the bank, like a dumb butt. But that, that in reality that was never going to happen, and especially in our. Mm-hmm. Day and age, it's a lot harder to make money, keep it and be able to buy all the things that you need or even want that you thought growing up it would just be, in a, you know, there.
0: Yeah, because you grew up around it. So yeah. you assume and became accustomed to yeah. that it would just happen. And sometimes you try to make it happen when you aren't, you know, physically able to. Because you'd rather have something that people can see rather than exactly eat a meal or I don't know, but something that you need. You'd rather. Mm -hmm. So others think of you differently.
1: Exactly. Kind
0: of going back to something I talked about in an earlier episode, masks that we would wear. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had so many masks and the one that was always on was you're not going to push me around. You're not going to get to know me because I'm not going to let you hurt me because I've felt like I've been hurt so much that I don't want anyone else to hurt me except I allowed myself to hurt myself so much that it ended up where it did last year.
1: Do you feel like when you came into Covenant Day I know you mentioned, I don't know if you've said it on the show yet, but um you mentioned something personal to me, but do you feel like that was the mindset when you came into Covenant Day at 7 on at, you know in 7th grade that you after that traumatic event happened that year, did you feel like that was your mindset?
0: Like after coming into covenant day and when my grandfather died, Mm -hmm. um, no, I had no idea what my, I hadn't coming into covenant day in seventh grade. I was scared. We'll say, because that summer I had to do the summer school, basically to catch up on the grammar that
1: Mm, I had to do tutoring before I I got in a day two
0: (laughs) and I was like I don't know what what is this like I see sentences but now I'm having to draw diagrams and I was like I mean I was like I'm not gonna like I'm gonna fail at this school I mean but I also was like I'm gonna make friends you know but I was worried about that and then playing basketball I mean, it all worked out, but
1: yeah, well, I just, cause I was wondering if that was your mindset or not. Cause I just remember you coming in and you're like this cool guy who like was really sweet and like really super awesome at basketball and just like really nice to everyone, honestly. So I was just wondering if that was your mindset or not. Cause it came off differently to me if it was, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I just wanted to be friends with everyone, make friends. um, Cause I, up until then, I had never really had any enemies. Um, I don't want to say, OK, up until then, because I didn't. But <laughs> I, I didn't had enemies or people. Like, friends came naturally, but yeah. it was public to private. So that was something that was like, OK,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we'll see. But I went to that. I think they had a before the school, like summer party they did every year. And I'd always go to that. So I went to there and met some people. But
1: yeah, I remember that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot about that party. I think I went to that one in like right before ninth grade. Ninth, I finally yeah. went to
0: it. <laughs> I went to it every year.
1: Oh my gosh. It's um,
0: awesome. Yeah, but that was a way because whenever there's new people there, I was like, okay, I can meet them because I know what mm-hmm. it's like to come in right. to a new school, whether it come public to private or private to covenant day you know right
1: right
0: Because i've always i've been raised my dad's always you know uh always outgoing one he knows that he's the mayor so i've always been around that and i think that's something that's stuck with me that my dad that just from being around him all the time right i like to make everyone in the room feel welcome right that's possible um
1: do you feel like that could be one of your purposes in life to hear on this earth that you're just here to kind of make everyone feel better and, you know, help out. Um, Cause I feel like that's, I, I worded it weird. I feel like that's what you're doing with this show. You're, you're kind of enlightening everyone and making them feel a little bit better about the experiences that may, they may have gone through in their own lives and um. I don't know. I think you finally found your purpose.
0: Oh, I agree a hundred percent, and that's why when and we reconnected. I mean, we've always stayed in touch, but right. it might have been through your dad or
1: yeah, definitely through dad. He ones, always
0: you the why. <laughs> yep, and he was always working out, and I was always in the gym playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And he'd come and watch, or I'd make sure I'd go in and see if he was in there before I left because I always enjoyed talking to him and that was my way to kind of keep up with you. I mean, I did through social media, but I'm not really on social media that much.
1: Yeah. No, he um, told me about all the encounters that you guys had at the gym. He would call <laughs> me up every time and be like, "Guess who I just ran into?"
0: <laughs> no, and I enjoyed those. And he was someone I could always talk to, like, and get a little bit of wisdom from in a brief meeting at the Y, you know, He's one
1: of those guys. I don't know what it is about him, but he is (laughs) definitely one of those guys.
0: (laughs) Yep, he is. But going back to what you said, finding your purpose. So we reconnected, I don't know, I guess maybe back in October when I started doing the show, like actually started talking or was it it was recent. It was
1: it was pretty much right when you started the show. You I think you reached out and said, Hey, I've got this podcast going yep. on. And I was like, Oh, I'm definitely gonna listen. <laughs> <It's been> great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Is it what you thought it would it be at first?
1: Honestly, it was um a little bit deeper than I thought you would go. And I've cried a few times. Oh. Um just want to give you a hug a lot of the time. And <laughs> I'm just really, really happy that we've reconnected. It's it's been pretty great.
0: No, I agree. And That's what I want this show to be about. And like you said, I believe you found your purpose. I definitely believe because I've been searching and searching and by default due to negative self-talk, I believe that I had to do what the world wanted and that ended, you know, in just a cycle. Right. Um, So since last year, I was like, what can I do? And people at, Rehabs, I guess the big one was in Florida, um, post everything. One of my good buddies, Brad, um, Philip and Brian and Steve, I'll give them a shout out. Um, (laughs) one of Brad was like, You need to do a Netflix series, or I was like, No, I'm not doing that. He's like, I can find someone to do like I was (laughs) like, No. And but that started kind of getting my brain going and thinking, like, well, I do have a lot of stories and I do love helping people like, what can I do? I've done about every job, you know, or I've thought about doing every job. Mm -hmm. I bounced around. I was in medical sales. I've uh, been a camp counselor. I've sold insurance, done landscaping. I do um, commercial land surveying now. And I've even uh, I worked in um, IT recruiting.
1: Oh, yeah, I did. I did accounting recruiting. I had no idea okay. what I was doing. It lasted four months.
0: <laughs> oh, I was I got fired around my birthday at that place.
1: Ah.
0: Um, it was. Yeah, it was. I was happy to be like um, go, but it was a good it was a good experience. Wake up call kind of yeah. of a place I do not want to work.
1: Yeah, Um, I was crushed. I thought I was, you know, doing as well as I could, and they're like, "Yeah, you're just not really doing as well as we thought you were." And I had gone into this recruiting place trying to find a different job, and they're like, "Hey, why don't you just come recruit for us?" Yep. And and then you know, it lasted four months, and I moved to Atlanta for that job. And when Mm. I failed at it, it was like a crushing blow that um, it made me made me turn to insurance. You know, I'm a third generation insurance baby um how long travel. did it
0: take you to like so once you got let go how long in between like what like what was your mindset because like for so, me like yeah you share and then i'll tell you no go, you go
1: first you go first
0: so like every because i mean the first time it was crushing and it was crushing every time right but i got used to okay here's how it's gonna go like i'm going into
1: yes every time um, I think I'm gonna get fired.
0: Yeah. Oh no, no. I no. I'm saying post fire. Like I would, because I it had happened so many times that I knew I was gonna be okay. But I had uh, uh, I had to like get my feelings together after you know two three days of kind of laying around.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I would take and, a week. I'm not gonna lie.
0: I might have taken more, but <sighs> I would just start applying to any and every place and. Mm-hmm. By God's grace, I most jobs were through someone that he just put into my nice life. You know, I had reached yeah. out or, um, except for like the Red Ventures one, but it was so. I mean, I bounced around and it was yeah. tough finding what I wanted to do, but it was eye opening because I got to see a lot of different career opportunities. Yeah. And, but I've always been drawn to helping people. Like I used to want to be a police officer. And
1: I could totally see you as that, like, minus all the other stuff. I could totally see you as that.
0: (laughs) No, because I I, intense situations. I can be calm. The old me, no. But like now, yes. And I just love helping people no matter the situation or what walk Mm -hmm. of life they're in um, or class or race or like to me, it doesn't. We're all human. And that's because I've met a lot of different people. In my life so far, because I've been taken to a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are, you know, outwardly they're amazing, but inwardly they're struggling and you wouldn't know. And then others have outwardly appearances that would scare you and you'd be running, but inside they have the most gentle heart. Right. You know? So that's right. something that over, you know, time I, I've never wanted to, but I've, you know, sometimes have. Judged a book by its cover before really getting to know. And that's something right. I don't do now. And I don't like to have someone say, Oh, here's what I think about this person. You know, you can tell me, but I've already trained in my mind to block that out because right. I'm, like, I'm giving everyone an equal playing field until you, you know, do something that I don't align with or whatever. You know, I'm going to give respect as it's shown and I'm not going to write you off because of something i heard um but going back to you know netflix the uh, brad said god put kc back in my life um mm-hmm. as i said in last episode talking with kc and he's in software and knows about podcasts he's done one before and me and him started talking and he said let's do a podcast And we started it October, I think 14th, maybe, or at least I think that might have been our first post on the Instagram. I'm not sure. But I, as you can see, it's it's each episode, I feel like it's gotten a little bit better quality wise and content. And we've been learning together and just taking our stories and experiences to share with others, people who might have gone through the same struggles, who might getting ready to face those struggles or they know someone who's going through those struggles or they might not happen but hopefully you know this podcast and having guests like you on to share their stories will be able to help others in whatever walk
1: they're in exactly exactly and you know it's i have a i have a lot of feelings about this i don't i don't know how to describe it it's you know coming up through high school, not really knowing what you're gonna do in college. Um, I'd always thought that I was going to teach. Um, and I got into college, uh deferred from NC State. I was going to go to App State, so we could have been college buddies. I know that was my second one. I should have. I feel like I would have fit in better at App State, honestly. You definitely would
0: have. My know, sister, right? my, my sister went to nc state for a year and a half i'm sorry before going to clemson
1: clemson's so much fun yes clemson would have been better too that was actually i um so that was the only out of state college that I was allowed to uh (laughs) apply to because i couldn't afford anything and my family's a big clemson fan so um they pretty much were like that's the only one but i got into the bridge (laughs) program so i couldn't go because i didn't want to be like in the technical college for the first
0: year okay now. so hold on so going back okay sorry yeah if, no, whole- no, no, no 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 I'm saying the technical school because I've had a, I've known a lot of people who have been offered that and a few who have done it and it is mm-hmm. like that was something I was like I'll never go to a community college and I think now that might have been a good thing for me going to a community college for two years to see and explore different yeah. options before going and partying and not trying to figure out what I want or trying to figure out why partying and like so Was like looking back was that something you would have done maybe like Um, differently like obviously I still would have regretted
1: if I still would have regretted if I'd gone to the technical college first just because I'm one of those people um we'll get to them but I have I have you you can hold it if you want I have these ideals in my head, and when they don't live up to expectations, they cause anxiety. And one of those ideals was to have a traditional freshman year.
0: No, um, and I same here.
1: Yeah, and I went to Gardner so,
0: Webb University, which is a small private Christian school in Boiling Springs, outside of Shelby.
1: Didn't Emily go there?
0: Yes, Emily went there, and, and um, Alex uh, Murdoch.
1: I don't think that's right. Uh, I do remember her. Yeah. I was there with her for maybe two years. I think maybe a year. I can't remember, but she was nice.
0: Yeah, she was. And it was, I mean, it was a great school academically and, but it was a suitcase school. So it was not a traditional. So I went to like Chapel Hill or Clemson or state Mm -hmm. to get the traditional freshman year of college that I wanted. But I think it was good that I went to Gardner Webb that freshman year before being Uh, released into a big public (laughs) school
1: yeah no Um, I I think I would have I would have been okay with it eventually but yeah I'm I would have probably gone to App State or NC State over Clemson um if that was my only option but um I did get into NC State and I got into secondary education it's okay. So if you put it, your I can't um, see you. So I can't I know, see you. I know. So put your two, put your two fingers up again. Oh. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yep, yeah, that's it. There we <laughs> and um, so I got into NC State into College of Education, and you know, okay. ever since I was a little girl, I thought that I might want to be a teacher. Love history, love language arts and social studies when I was a kid. So I wanted to do something with that, and I just remember going to the college orientation for my college specifically the college of education and the dean came up to all of the u.s history secondary education people social studies um met majors and said hey just want to let you know you're probably not going to get a job after college so you might want to switch majors and I how, don't and have- kind
0: of what setting did he tell you or did they tell you it no? was
1: a lady too i was like why are you crushing my dreams woman but no, it was right. After how did that we make this, you
0: feel right then? That I mean, moment. we were in the
1: auditorium right after like their big speech of like, welcome to the College of Education. And I was like, well, crap, if I'm not going to get a freaking job, that immediately turned my my brain off to it. I was like, I'm going to get maybe thirty five thousand dollars coming out of college and I'm not even going to get a job coming out of college. I need to switch now. So I spent two years in the education program knowing that I was going to switch into like communication. So my, my major eventually was communications with a minor in business. Okay. And I mean, it was nice. I, I liked marketing classes. I liked communication and a personal classes, the advertising classes, but getting out of college, I didn't do the, the stuff that I needed to while I was in college. I didn't. Oh, I didn't
0: either. Workshops. I thought it would fall into my lap. Yeah. Honest enough. to God, I thought it would fall in my lap.
1: All right into your lap. No, I did. I did nothing internship wise. Like I worked for my aunt and totally bullshitted the entire thing. Sorry, NC State. I totally did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I thought I would I don't know what I thought. I thought I would get out and a job would be given to me. Right. Because of who I was.
1: Here we go. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Or I'll get a job because they know my dad. Right. that was, I never wanted that and I've never used that, but I don't know. I honestly don't know what I was thinking because I thought I didn't apply for jobs. I, mm-hmm. I had no idea what I was going to do. I, did I an didn't ship at the YMCA prior that prior summer. And yeah. they were like, well, you can come back and work for us in corporate until, you know, you get a real job. And I was right. like, bet, bet. I can <laughs> do this. Yeah. You know, I did, I it was I already- hourly. It was, i worked as a server
1: i i graduated moved home moved in with my dad because i had no freaking idea what i wanted to do i I was so scared oh my god i love him i lived with him for like a year year and a half and i was i never knew that yeah
0: yeah
1: oh wait no first i moved to columbia did like a a, oh my gosh you're gonna you're gonna think it's hilarious so the year i graduated my cousin caitlin who's like my bff we're like twins pretty much she was still in college at um, South Carolina I moved there for like her se- her senior year so I did like a fifth year lap and just got like a secretary job through my stepdad in South Carolina at a lawyer's <laughs> firm and then got fired because I stopped <laughs>
0: hey but if you hadn't got fired you know where would you be now so no, that's true
1: but then I moved in with my dad and I got a serving job um Leroy Fox love leroy Fox if y'all are in Charlotte go check them out shout out to you guys.
0: Lovely um, reflex, and I like the original location because it's yes, that's the one I worked
1: at. That's when I worked at. So, um, I love the staff there, I love the people. It's a great um, staff,
0: I'm, have it is great experience every time. I love sitting outside on that back, yeah, or the, oh I guess the front patio, yeah,
1: front patio. Yeah, so this guy, um, his name was Foster at the time. I don't think he works there anymore, but he uh, hired me on to work as the marketing assistant as well. So I would work as their server and then work in the, during the day on my off days as the marketing assistant. And eventually that just, um, you know, wasn't as challenging and I needed to kind of find something else. I was in a relationship and I really just kind of slacked on my job. I, I got fired and it was rightly just, and, mm-hmm. um, So I was in a relationship with a guy and moved to Atlanta and it was kind of, I wasn't going to move until I found a job type of thing. Cause I had a feeling that I was going to break up with him when I moved to Atlanta, but I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want it to ride on that relationship. I wanted to have a a, a fallback. So I got into, um, trying to find a job through the recruitment system. And that's when Robert half hired me as a recruiter. And so I moved to Atlanta, lasted there for four months. Um, got fired from there. Cause I suck at sales. It's just not, you don't want anything. Okay, cool. Bye. Like I'm not going to like <laughs> shove it. So that wasn't me. And then I went to, I just started applying and when I got fired, this is my mindset. I groped or not, not the word. Um, what's the word I'm looking for. It's like, I was sad and I just like laid on the couch the whole time. Depressed. Yes. I was, but like, it's an, it's a G word that I'm looking for. So anyways, I was depressed on the couch, just lying there yeah. watching TV. And eventually my boyfriend at that time was like, Catherine, you have got to do something. And so yeah. he and my mom kicked my ass into gear after about a week. And I started applying every day, 10 times a day.
0: See, and I never, like I would apply on, you know, here and there, but to the jobs I didn't want knew I you know, I was like, maybe I can make a career out of this. We'll try this job and see.
1: Anything and everything. Yeah. Anything and everything. Just to get a response at that point. So finally, this is the, this is what I applied to. And God, I, you know, the um, when you walk into Sam's club and you see those little kiosk people that are like, oh,
0: I've got, hey, I went to, ch-? I went to one or two of those interviews.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I was the person that called you to come into that interview.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, it, y'all did a good I, job. You like sold that it was going to be something amazing.
1: Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I apologize. Bearback,
0: bear. That's the <laughs> name. Oh my!
1: <laughs> so I had to make like a hundred calls a day, and I was like, "I'm not doing this." I had been fighting my mom since day one to get into insurance. I'm a third generation baby in insurance. My grandfather started his own insurance company, and my uncles did it. And now it's like this whole conglomerate of a family. My cousin's doing it. And so I was like, fine, fine. I will let your insurance recruiter help me out. Just fine. And I got into insurance. And lo and behold, I've stayed in that uh, for, I think, five years now. But
0: yeah,
1: um, I did it for the money.
0: Mm-hmm. because it
1: was better than, you know, anything that I was able to do. I was able to do the job. I was able to pick it up like that. I have no risk management experience whatsoever. And I picked up whatever I was doing at my first job in two weeks and they were already handing me stuff. And so I knew I was good at it or okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to run with this. I can make money. I can pay my bills. Um, it's not very exciting. It's not a passion of mine. I can do it. It's pretty much data entry all day, I'm not gonna lie.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so it's been five years of it and going, and this is my third insurance job. The first one, um, well, I got run over by a car and didn't want to work. So oh, wow. I got fired.
0: <laughs> wow, you got run over by a car.
1: I did. I did. Are you ready for that story? Yeah, tell me. I was on a when birth. when was this? This was 2019, April 2019, I think. Okay. So right before the pandemic but um right after me and tyler got engaged uh i was so we got engaged in january he was on a business trip in chicago and this was april
0: okay
1: and i was on a bird scooter in midtown atlanta on the sidewalk um now that's key because at this time sidewalk was illegal to um ride on and oh so, wow yeah, you had to ride on the street, but there was construction everywhere. So I wasn't going to ride on the street because I didn't I didn't like it. It was, you know, if you're for my safety type of thing, I was on my way to yoga trying to do something healthy, healthy for my mental health. And like, I really need good. Like, I know. Right. I need just to unwind. So I'm on the bird scooter going down a little hill on the sidewalk and there's this hotel on the left side with a wall where you can't really see if cars are coming out and they can't really see so me. it's a blind me. spot. It's a blind spot and I got hit by, I think it was a Trans Am. That was a very old car.
0: Oh, wow. Did they run? Yeah.
1: Um, no, they didn't. So they, uh, there was a video of it too, and I saw it. And like they caught it on security camera. <laughs> I can't have that video though because I need it, like a cough to get it. But unfortunately, like, ugh, it's annoying. Anyway, so there's a video of it, and you can see me going down the hill. The car, the car comes up the like little blind spot area. It collides with me. I tried. I remember like trying to kind of push off of it, but the tire um, pinned my leg. Uh, underneath it and then the bird scooter was underneath my leg. Oh yeah. So it's sitting on top of me. I didn't realize that it's on top of my leg. Um like the actual tire is driven up my leg. Yeah. Um and he just he pauses there and I have to tell him I literally had Chad I had to sit up and tell the guy to back off. He had to oh put verse and back down my leg.
0: So okay so what's going through your mind right now at this point. When you're saying reverse the car off my leg? Shit. <laughs> Did you? So okay. Was I thought it was broke? like broken.
1: Like, yeah, I thought I thought I was done for. Like, so I had leggings on and tennis shoes and like a sock. The ground had ground into my inner um, ankle, and it kind of went down to the bone. And then the tire itself being squeezed my leg being squeezed between the tire and the bird scooter, it made my bone marrow go into my ankle. So no broken bones, but I was definitely on a knee scooter for two months and couldn't walk on it.
0: Wow. And I've I've been on those three times in my life. Yeah,
1: My engagement photos in June were the first time that I got to walk on my foot.
0: At least you got off the scooter and got to walk for those. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: So anyways, where was that? That was a rabbit hole moment.
0: That was a rabbit hole moment. Where do
1: we go? Where do um, we go from here?
0: Um, so,
1: but anyways, you trying have any, to get to my purpose. And yeah. Life, finding
0: your just, purpose. So you've done insurance. For I've done insurance years. for about
1: five years. Yeah. is that
0: something that you, you know, have you found your purpose or are you. I'm getting out of insurance.
1: That? I'm going to do that? it. Yeah. What I can't do, do it do anymore. Do. I just feel like I'm slowly. And so I'm not passionate about it. I I look around and daydream all day and it's like, yeah, I get my work done, but I'm not enjoying it. And I I'm not one of those people that can do that for the rest of my life. I know there are people out there and I commend them so much, but I'm oh, not one I, of those people.
0: Correct. And I can't. I've bounced job to job. And but I'm a person who will stay at a job when or I used to be a person who would stay at a job like loyal, until, right? Until I got fired. So yeah. um but I'm, I'm happy and joyful to say, you know, as you pointed out, you know, I think you believe you have found your purpose and I believe I have, you know, I'm still out there working while building, you know, right. this podcast and seeing where it goes and where exactly. God takes me. But I believe I have found my purpose, whether it's a hobby or become something.
1: Right. Um, and, you know, I've, 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 put art back into my life, which I haven't done in years. I haven't done it since college. And um, you know, going back into teaching, I think will probably be the best option, getting my masters in that. And I that's that's my goal right now. And I think that I actually I'd actually excel at it versus just treading. I think water you will.
0: <laughs> Thanks. And I've known you since seventh grade. I believe you'll do it. And that goes to show <laughs> to anyone out there, you know, listening, wondering, can I make that jump, that career change?
1: Yeah, and I'm 30. So if if you feel like anyone out there, if you feel like something is just not adding up in your life and you want to make the change, I mean, I'm having to take on a second job and save up for the tuition. But if you really want it, you can make it happen. That's right. You can old. make it
0: happen. You're not too old. You have a birth date and a death date and you got that dash in between.
1: Exactly. And-
0: how do you want that? What do you want to be remembered as once? you Oh my left? gosh.
1: Yes. That, that right there. That is a huge, huge mantra in my life. Honestly, I want to leave this world better than the way I found it. And I just don't think that's an insurance.
0: And with that, you know, go follow your dreams, your passions. And, um, and you know, and it doesn't happen and it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-mm. So maybe find stuff that, um, are hobbies and, um, go and explore if you, you know, you want to make, or you're not sure. Um, but you're never too old to make a change. Um, whether it's in a relationship, um, uh, work, whatever. I mean, it's your life, you know, we all kind of, there's codes and laws to live by, but you're your own person. You can make your own decisions. If you're mm-hmm. not happy, go make yourself happy with mm-hmm. you know, but don't do it because it's what the world wants you to do. Do it because it's what you want to do and you feel called right. and it's a passion and makes you want to get up and go to work every day and makes you want to be the best you. Exactly. Um, so are there any you got any words of wisdom or last thoughts? for our listeners before we?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I've also been struggling my whole entire life with, um, trying to figure out why I'm here. And a lot of that comes from anxiety and depression and trying to figure out what you're doing here in the first place is very stressful. So if you feel like Mm -hmm. you're having nagging feelings out there, just it's taken me 30 years to go find help. But um, I finally did. And I'm very thankful for it. And I think it's, awesome. it's always always necessary to, you know, pull in people when you don't think you can handle it on your own. It's not a failure on your part. It's, it's actually really brave to reach out.
0: And we weren't built to live on our own. Yeah. I think so. we were built to be in community and with others mm-hmm. and not be in isolation, which is something we can talk about in another episode. But yeah. isolation like when I would get fired from those jobs and just other events in life, I would go into isolation. That's That's a huge thing. Yeah. So being in community is big, but as we close, you know, find your purpose. And if you're not happy, you know, don't make a decision rapidly, but make a calculated decision and find your passion and dreams and what you want to do in life. And, um, You know, I'm happy I found mine and it's taken a while and a lot of events to get here. But I just want to, you know, share stories and topics and mental health struggles I've had and bring guests on.
1: um, I think that really helps everyone. So,
0: so, well, I'm glad we got to talk and hang out tonight and record episode 11. Um, I know,
1: me too. Sorry, Excuse
0: me, excuse me. uh, Record episode 12 tonight. (laughs) Sorry, I had to talk
1: to a black screen all night.
0: Um, no, it's fine. Um, I know what you look like. so. <laughs> <laughs> but again, Catherine, thank you for coming on as a guest and talking about uh, finding your purpose. And no matter how old you are, it's never too late or too early to find your purpose. And Right. Life.
1: And 30 isn't old. We're going to throw that out there right now.
0: It's not old. 30 is not old. <laughs> All righty. Well, um, Fine, thank, thank you for having me. Hey, Catherine, thank you for coming on and just talking with me and allowing our listeners to know and get to know you a little bit more on finding your purpose. And hopefully they'll be able to go out and find their purpose if um, listeners are struggling with that. So thanks again. And thank you all for tuning in to the Rabbit Hole Show. Again, this is Charles with Catherine here. Episode 12. And thank you all. Stay tuned for more content. And again, reach out with any uh, thing you want to share. Uh, the Rabbit Hole Show 21 at gmail.com. And stay tuned for next week episode, uh, episode 13. righty. Thank you all. And Catherine, thank you again.
1: Of course. Alrighty. So nice talking to you guys.
0: You too. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>